I just see you out there, Cam. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. <laughs> Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. Kellen Olsen is here. What's up, Kellen? Joining us in studio, looking confused by the headphones in front of him. Doom. I don't know if Kellen can hear us. Let's try it by saying things about him that he doesn't want to hear. Wolf, what do you got? Okay. What's up, Killer? Oh, good one. How about that? What's up, Kellen? Hey! Got him. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Howdy. How are you doing? You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Is is this uh, twenty questions? Do a whole interview like, like that? The twenty yeah, questions, right. exactly. but Kellen's going to answer them all in two syllables or less. Killer, l- let me start with this one right here. Um, there are twenty-seven games left for the Phoenix Suns. Did you know that? Did mm-hmm. you know that? Oh, okay, good. There, that's um, one of the questions, right? Yeah, there. twenty <laughs> twenty-seven games left. Um, where do you start, buddy? Where does your mind go? What do you think of? Uh, health. Uh, they. The team, I, I think more so a specific few couple of players, really needs this two months to kind of gel together. Uh, the story I wrote on ArizonaSports.com, which you can read on the front page right now, is based off of the theory, uh, or whatever you want to call it, the presumption from Vegas that right now their title odds tell you paint a picture and that there are four teams that they truly believe have a chance to win a title this year. The Suns are not one of them. Uh, the Thunder, Timberwolves, uh, Cavs, Knicks. There's a lot of teams that are really darn good that if we were sitting here and talking about, like, who could win the championship this year? Mm. There are teams that we would name, like the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but they don't believe it. And and I wonder if there's things I do. And I don't wonder. I do believe that the Suns have enough that they can improve on over the next two months to certify themselves to get back in that tier with the Nuggets, the Celtics, the Bucks, uh, and the Clippers. But... For now, uh, they've kind of faded out of the conversation. They were that team in the Clippers spot two months ago, and ever since the Clippers rise and the Suns um, playing the way that they have hasn't been enough to justify that. But I think that staying healthy is the main thing because they need to improve as a team. I think that more specifically with Bradley Beal especially, he really needs this time because every time we talk about him starting to look like Bradley Beal again, he gets hurt. Um, And it's just... It's bad luck. It is what it is, but at a certain point, it just needs to stop happening. And once he starts looking like Bradley Beal and he's comfortable enough in his role to be the player that he is in certain pockets of the game when they need him to be, uh, that is when they will look like an elite team, in my opinion. Uh, Best case scenario in your mind, how do things play out with Thaddeus Young? Oh, we can play Brad or Thad now on the show. Wolf, look at that. Oh, how that worked out. Yeah, that's okay. that's good. Brad. Sorry, Kellen. Thank you. Not as exciting of a version. No, no offense it's not. to it really those isn't. guys. No. I think the best case version is that he completely unlocks them as a small ball team, and I think that the conversation around small ball increases anxiety for some because you're talking about a Western Conference where even teams like the Pelicans and the Clippers still have like Jonas Valanciunas and Avika Zubac who are two. Bigs you need to take seriously, and I think Suns fans have learned uh, more than other fan bases about how those two guys can play well in the postseason because both were pretty darn good against the Suns in the postseason already, but then you're talking about Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Towns, Gobert, you go down the list. Even in Oklahoma City, yes, Chet Holmgren, I, I outweigh by 70 pounds, but at the same time, he is someone who has been a force this year in certain ways and is someone who, if you play small against, they can punish to a certain extent. So, again, it increases trepidation, but at the same time, I think the Suns just need to adapt right now to the best version of what their team can be. And I think the trade of Roy, trade for Royce, Royce O'Neal, the signing of Thaddeus Young, 
could potentially lead to their best version of themselves being one that embraces small ball more frequently. It's the thing when you talk about small ball. No, I'm not saying bench Yusuf Nurkic and don't play him. I'm saying some nights probably just play him 20. Other nights play him 35 when he's playing great. But that Golden State game, for example, five minutes left in that game, like they should have went small. And they need to be able to like flip that switch instantly. And unlocking that over the next two months um, is going to be something important. And to your question on Thad Young, he, in theory, makes that easier. If he is someone who is capable enough defensively, he's got great hands, he's a really good passer, he's a smart player on mm. both ends of the floor, really knows the gaps to fill defensively. But at his age, can he still get to those gaps? At his age, can he still rebound enough and protect the rim enough in the ways that you need him still to do in these small lines because if he can do that then that solves a lot of problems for them you know it's interesting listening to you talk because if you reference Thaddeus Young and Royce O'Neal in regard to the defensive end of the floor you must think they need to improve on the defensive end of the floor is that the biggest improvement they see it they need to get better defensively with what they're trying to do, if that makes sense. Uh, there's a lot of situations where they're switching more often than not, and if your center in the situation, center in quotes, can switch, uh, that helps a lot. And Thad is someone who has been switchable and versatile as a defender for pretty much his entire career. Now am I saying he can switch and guard De'Aaron Fox in isolation? No, but he can make those transitions a lot easier uh, with him at that spot and then on offense you get his passing as well the biggest point of improvement for them Wolf has to be fourth quarters and like we just can't stop talking about it because it's been such a problem for them right I looked at the numbers and the story and their numbers have actually gotten worse if you compare the two stretches so we got the 14 and 15 stretch and then post Christmas we've got 19 and 7 their offensive rating has actually gone down in the fourth quarter it's gotten worse their defensive rating has gone up it's gotten worse only slightly, but that's comparing to historically bad fourth quarter numbers. So you there's no possible way to win a playoff series with the way that they are playing in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. right now. So unless we look at this, so that's 29 games and then 26 games, and we've got 27 left. So in these 27, if they're not a top 20 team in the fourth quarter, it's all I'm asking for here, be top 20 in net rating in the fourth quarter. If they're not there, like I don't think I'll pick them to win a playoff series because you need to like – it's the playoffs. Every game is close. Like I, I don't feel like I'm being too like simple-minded here, but at the same point, <laughs> it's the playoffs, and it's the fourth quarter of playoff games. You like, need you to need win to, close games. Yeah. Uh, the story is how the Suns can certify elite status after the NBA All-Star break by Kellen Olsen. Kellen, did you know you wrote this? I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the rest of, of the regular season, just in terms of standings, they're only three games back of Denver. They're four games back of the Clippers, four and a half back of Oklahoma City. So it's not inconceivable they could get into a top-four spot. How much does that matter to you with this team that they would have home court in the first or even maybe second round? Not much. I haven't thought about it really that much because they've got so many other things to consider. And I think that the West is so not wide open, but to a point where it's more about matchups. It kind of almost feels more like the NCAA tournament than anything where it's going to be more matchup based because I think that there is a path for every team where they could get stifled in the first round because they get that team that is the best matchup for them. And that's typically not how the NBA has been over the years, but I feel that way. So, for example, um, I think that the Suns are a pretty great matchup for a team like Oklahoma City. I think some people listening who are high on OKC, I'm someone who was, I picked them to finish fifth in the West coming into the year. I thought they were going to be really darn good. Um, but you look at the experience mismatch there, uh, OKC is just so young, and they just have so little 
experience to me. So if they draw OKC, I think Minnesota is a pretty darn good matchup for them as well. Uh, but then you go down to some of the other teams. I think Dallas, I mean, speaks for itself, mm. right? If Dallas was to come around, Denver speaks for itself. Um, but there Clippers? are some some matchups. I, I'm not worried about the Clippers, okay. personally. Okay. I, I still kind of remain in that camp. They are a matchup that uh, poises some issues, but I think at the same time, the Suns are going to be far more equipped from a coaching perspective to counter what Ty Lue has been doing with Frank Vogel as opposed to what they had last year. Kellen, great stuff Thank as you, always, Kellen. buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, everyone.